Hello, brothers and sisters. I'm glad to be with you once again to sow seeds of faith, to cause your life to be a blessing, to cause healing to manifest, and cause you to have financial prosperity. First of all, let me bless you. Father, I decree the blood of Jesus Christ upon every person that is listening to my voice. I call you blessed. I call you highly favored. I call you more than a conqueror. I say to you that in the name of the Lord Jesus, you can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens you from the spirit of God that's on the inside of you. Hallelujah. And I say to Mobile, Alabama, you're blessed. And I command a spiritual awakening to this city. Let every person that's bound by drugs and alcohol begin to hear the voice of God. Be begin to hear the clarion call for, for deliverance, for salvation. Let everyone in Pensacola, Florida begin to hear. Everyone that's bound by drugs and alcohol. In the name of the Lord Jesus, begin to hear the voice of God. Begin to awaken those that are bound by demonic powers that are hearing my voice. In Mobile, Alabama, in Pensacola, Florida, and over the entire United States and across the world. Those of you who are listening to me, I say in the name of Yeshua, in the name of the Lord Jesus, be awakened. Be awakened to his voice. Be awakened to his call. Be awakened to his salvation. I pour the blood of Jesus Christ upon you, and I call you blessed, and I call you saved, and I call you delivered right now from the powers of darkness. I command every demonic power to come out of you now in the name of the Lord Jesus. I bless the mayors of Mobile and Pensacola, and I declare and decree that you're blessed and that you're highly favored and that unity will be in the mayor, mayor's office and the city council, and that policy will be made that will be godly in nature, that will urge you in uh, prosperity, that will urge you in salvation, that will urge you in victory. Let the policies that are coming forth in these cities be godly in the name of the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Well, brothers and sisters, I'm glad to be with you one more time. This week, we're going to talk about the great confession. Or rather, you know, they call Christianity the great confession. But we're going to talk about uh, confession, the power of your confession, the great confession, you know, whatever, however you want to put it. But let's go to Hebrews 3 and at verse 1. It says, Wherefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling, consider the apostle and high priest of our profession, Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. This particular passage of scripture is letting us know that Jesus is the one that takes what we say out, our, out of our mouth and cause it to come to pass. It's letting us know that we need to consider the man who takes our words and makes sure they are successful. In, in the book of uh, Numbers, the 13th chapter, God told Moses to tell the children of Israel to go search out a land that he had gave them. And I, I'm not going to read it, but I'm going I'm to I'm highlight some aspects of the 13th and 14th chapter of Numbers real quick. He told them that they gave them, uh, God told uh, Moses that he's given them that land. So he told the 12 heads of the tribes to go spy out the land. They went and spied out the land, and, and 10 of those heads came back with a negative report. 
They say it's a good land, but it's giants out there. And um, we, we, we see ourselves as grasshoppers in their sight. But Caleb and Joshua didn't see themselves as grasshoppers. They saw themselves as victors. But do you know because those 10, the voice of those 10 outweighed the voice of the two, and an evil spirit spread upon the people as a, in mass, and God could not give them the promised land. All of them died except for Caleb and Joshua because they confessed that they couldn't take it. They confessed that they were grasshoppers. They confessed that the giants were able to overcome them. They didn't stick with the word of the Lord that he had already given them the land. Well, see, David, and God told me this by revelation, when David got ready to face the giant, he knew of that story in the Old Covenant where, where the children of Israel, his ancestors, was afraid of the giants and they didn't get that promise. So when David was pre presented with the same situ situation, he chose to be like Caleb and Joshua. He chose to walk in faith. He chose to say uh, that, that God is well able to deliver me from this uncircumcised Philistine. In other words, this man is not in covenant with God and I am. David's confession helped him to defeat the giant. The children of Israel confession helped the giants to overcome them or rather, well, they did try to go fight them after the fact and they didn't win because they had a negative confession. How many understand where I'm going or can see where I'm going? Well, in Matthew 12 and 33, it said, either make the tree good and his fruit good or else make the tree corrupt and his fruit corrupt for the tree is known by his fruit. O generation of vipers, how can ye, being evil, speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. A good man out of the good treasure of the heart bringeth forth good things, and an evil man out of the evil treasure uh, bringeth forth evil things. But I say unto you, that every idle word that men shall speak, they shall give an account thereof in the day of judgment. For by thy words... Thou shalt be justified, and by thy words, thou shalt be condemned. This is Jesus talking in Matthew 12, 33 through 37. And Paul wrote also in Hebrews 3 and 1 that Jesus is the high priest of our confession or profession. A profession is saying something even if it doesn't appear to be true. Now, it's letting you know that by your words, you can be justified, and by your words, you can be condemned. Well, in, like I said, in the, in the 13 and 14 chapter of Numbers, Caleb and Joshua's words justified them so they lived even after the other ones died. Moses died because he was a type of Christ. He was bearing their iniquity. But Caleb and Joshua went into the promised land with the younger people because they had the right confession. How many understand where I'm going? But the ones that confess weakness, see, they did not inherit the promise. Now, I want to say this. It was giants in the land, right? The giants were there. So you can say, well, we told the truth. Well, they did tell the truth, but they a, a truth is not necessarily a truth. The truth was, even though it was giants in the land, God had given them the land. Now, I wanted to make that point because when the, when the doctor come and tell you, you have this and you have that and so forth and so on, Hey, it might be true. 
They might be able to see it on the x-ray. You, you understand? They might they might see a rise in or something. They might see a cancerous thing. They might see high blood pressure. They might see diabetes. They might see it on their tests and on their instrument. That might be a truth. But the truth is that the Lord God sent his word and healed you. And Jesus Christ is the word in flesh and, and in word. Jesus is the word. The word was made flesh and dwelt among men. For God said, I sent the word. I sent my word and healed you. He sent it in written form and in spirit form. Glory. So the truth is that by his stripes you're healed. Now, what you have to do to either get your healing and maintain your healing, you have to say what the words say, no matter what your symptoms say, no matter what the x-ray say, no matter what your body say, no matter what your sight say, for you walk by faith, not by sight. No matter what grandmama say, granddaddy say, brother, sister, child, daughter, I don't care what they say. I don't care what the bishops say, what the apostles say, what the great prophets say. It doesn't matter to me. I really don't care. I really don't. You have to say what the word of God says. I am healed. I don't care what my body say. Hallelujah. I am healed. Glory. I'll tell you another thing in finances. Uh, Psalm 23 said, the Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want. That word want means lack. Also in Philippians, it says, my God supplied all my need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Now, suppose you're having a financial lack. You can't consider what you see in your bank account. You can't consider how you feel. You can't consider what 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 the uh what everything is saying, but you have to consider what God said. My God supplied all my need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. So what you do is in the face of defeat, you let the spirit of God rise up in, in you as a confession, as a great confession. And you begin to say what God said. You begin to say, Hallelujah. Lord, I have this bill. And you shall meet my need, for you are my God. And my God supplied all my need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. And your confession will lead to possession. You cannot have possession without a great confession. In Romans, the fourth chapter, and at the 17th verse, it's talking about Abraham. It says, as it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations. Before him whom he believed, even God, who quickened the dead and called it those things which be not as though they were. Who against hope believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations. According to that which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. And being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body now dead when he was about a hundred years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. Now this here is teaching you the, the pattern. When Abraham was 100 years old and Sarah's womb was dead, they still believed God's word when he told them they was going to have a baby. That's why he said he considered not his body. Other words, he considered not what the circumstances was, but only what the word of God says. This is going to help somebody if you hear me. If you got cancer, don't consider the cancer. Consider what God said. Himself bore your sicknesses in his body on the tree 
See, he bore your sins in his body on the tree, that you being dead to sins should live unto righteousness by whose stripes ye were healed. If you were healed, you are healed. So when, when the symptoms and, and the weakness and the pain come, you stand up against that with your power of your confession. For God sent his word and healed you and delivered you out of your distresses. You begin to, to look at that thing in the face of, of defeat. And you begin to say, I am the healed of the Lord. I consider not my body like Abraham, but what only what God has said by his strike, I am healed. Hallelujah. Glory. And if you got hand laid on you, say it says in the word, they shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. I don't, I don't consider my body. I don't consider these symptoms that's still there. Symptoms, you must go away. You're lying to me. I believe the word. I've been healed. I am healed. I'm walking in divine health. I fulfill the number of my days in health and be caught up to meet the Lord in there. So shall I ever be with the Lord. You have to quote the word. You have to believe the word. The same thing with finances. I don't care how I look. You just keep on saying, I don't care how I look. My God supplied all my need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. The money will be there. The money is coming. I've given and it is given back to me. Good measure, pressed down, shaking together, running over, men giving to my bosom. You got to have these confessions. The Bible say also, if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that God raised Christ from the dead, you shall be saved. For with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. If you need to be born again, if you want to have eternal life, I say to you right now, say, Lord Jesus, I confess you as my Lord and Savior. And if you just said that, you're saved. Hallelujah, because it says that in Romans 10 and 9, you must confess the Lord Jesus Christ. And when you confess him, you, is, you are saved according to what is written. Brothers and sisters, I got a lot to say but I'm out of time. I'll talk to you next week. Have a blessed day.